welcome to the Candid Faith Podcast. My name is Shelby York, and welcome back for another episode. Here on Candid Faith, we come together as sisters in Christ to talk about relatable, real, and relevant topics for the everyday Christian woman. Every Friday, I want to invite you into conversations that make us inspired, informed, spirit-filled, and more like the girlfriends we were meant to be. You guys, it has been a minute since I have recorded on Candid Faith, and I am so excited for this renewed and refreshed perspective and energy to start recording again, start getting people back on the podcast, and just start diving into the conversations that, honestly, I've been having with a lot of my own girlfriends lately, um, and I'm just really excited to share this with you. I'm going to give everybody a quick 20-second update on my life. This It will probably not be 20 seconds, but I am not going to take up much time because I am so excited about today's topic. Honestly, I don't even know where to start. So I guess I'll just start with the most recent thing. And that is that I quit my job. Yeah, I, I said it. I quit my job. Um, it was kind of a long time coming. Um, I don't think I'm going to dive into um, the details on that in any episode because I just don't want to I don't want to say waste my space. I just don't want to dedicate any time or energy to going into the details, the drama, um, the unnecessary events that unfolded um, regarding my job, my past, my most recent job that I quit. Um, but on the bright side, I did get a new job and I start on Monday and I am so flipping excited. It was so um, prayerfully and intentionally decided and chosen when, um, I was given this opportunity. And so all I can say is that out with the old and in with the new, a little update with my family, my husband and I just got back from Arizona. Um, a couple weeks ago, I think two weeks now. And I know that there was an episode, I think in season three, where it was just me talking. And I talked about my experience in Arizona the first time I went. And let me tell you, this experience that um, we had recently was so much different. It was not spiritual at all. Not saying that God was not there with us because the only reason we made it back from Arizona was because God was with us. Um, but it was just so different from the first time that I went and I was kind of disappointed just because I was hyping Arizona up and not saying that I don't still love, love it there. Um, but I was just really hyping it up to Johnny. And then we went there, we kind of had a couple bad experiences and I, I think we're good, you know, cause we were going to move there and I don't, I think that's kind of out the window now. <laughs> I think one of the biggest life updates that we have is that, and I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but is that um, Johnny and I are in youth ministry now, and I have not, I told someone this recently, I have never felt love the way that I feel love toward youth ministry, and it is such a God-written slash God-authored thing for me to experience in my life. And it's just, it's just one of the most beautiful chapters I've ever been in. And like I said, having just quit my job, the fact that I can feel so much joy and love at the same time while really struggling with some things is just, it's just a real testimony to God's faithfulness. Okay. If you want to know anything else about my life recently, just hit me up on Instagram. Um, because I want to get into this topic today. Um, this is something that most of my listeners slash my followers, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, know that I have 
always been passionate about teaching other women. So today we are talking about how to make time for reading the Bible or just kind of creating a routine where you feel like you're reading the Bible consistently slash we're also going to talk about how to read the Bible. Like how do we even tackle something that big? And the crazy thing is, and well, it's not crazy because I dealt with this when I first started reading the Bible as well, but we, we say it's reading the Bible. It's such a big thing. And I'm not saying it's not an important thing, but I think we, we just get so intimidated and overwhelmed one by the mere size of it. And two, by the little words, the really small, um, font. And then three, it's just, it was written in a different time for a different people, even though in the same hand, the Bible is true and relevant and absolutely for us today as we live and breathe. So if you have ever felt like you don't have time to Bible study, if you ever feel like you open your Bible and you're immediately overwhelmed, or if you just, you, you have the heart to Bible study, but you really just don't know where to start you're looking at other people and you're comparing yourself to how they Bible study and you're not sure you want to do it that way, that is okay. This episode is for you. So in 2020, right after the pandemic hit, I started a TikTok page where I wanted to share the word of God. I wanted to share my Bible study techniques. And honestly, I don't even think that was my goal at the beginning of it. It was just what I was doing for myself, just for fun. Um, I was hoping maybe it would reach somebody, but I really didn't have a goal in mind, but luckily God had something in mind for me. And at first I felt totally underqualified and ill-equipped. And I mean, I'm just going to be real. I still feel that way. But in my experience, God will not call you into something he has not equipped you for. We just have to believe that we are equipped for it. Because it's so easy to look around our lives or or look within ourselves and think, I, I see what God wants me to do, but I don't understand how to start. I don't understand how to make that first step. So half the battle is just believing God has already equipped us and created us for the very thing that he is calling us into. So one of my TikTok videos long ago blew up. I don't want to say, I mean, I guess I learned recently that over 10,000 views, I think is considered viral, which is like really small to me. Cause we always think of millions and millions of views as going viral, but technically one of my Bible study videos went viral and then it just opened this door and this understanding for me where I realized that a lot of women don't know how to read or study the word. They were asking me questions like, I didn't know you could write in your Bible. I didn't know you could journal your prayers. I didn't know that reading the Bible could be this simple. I thought it had to, I thought it took so much time. I thought you had to go to school to read the, or to understand the Bible. And that is just so far from the truth. And it is, um, it's sad because I was also in that same mindset, in that same belief where I thought that I just wasn't educated enough. I just wasn't equipped. I wasn't this. I wasn't smart enough, like whatever, um, to understand the Bible. And that is so far from the truth. And if you have ever felt that way, you're in good company. And I promise you there is a way out. 
So let's first just tackle the question or the concern of, I don't have time to Bible study. And I do not mean to ruffle people's feathers when I say this because it for sure ruffled mine. So just stick with me. Understand that I am not attacking anybody. Um, I felt attacked when I first heard this, but it really did help me put some things into perspective. So when we say, I don't have time for something, what we are really saying is it's not a priority. And obviously I don't know every single person's situation because there have been times where I genuinely don't know how I could have fit X, Y, or Z into my schedule because it was school and work and youth ministry and this and that. And like, you know, my marriage and my, my family and all those things. I totally understand that. However, what we do put in our planners or in our calendars or whatever, um, it shows what we prioritize and what we care about the most. So if you like to, and I'm calling myself out here, I'm not calling, I'm not attacking anybody. Um, If you like to come home at the end of the day and immediately get in PJs and watch TV for four hours instead of working on your fitness goals or reading the Bible or just working on something else that another goal of yours, you're basically telling yourself that watching TV, coming home and relaxing, whatever, is more of a priority for you than your goal. And I am a total advocate for rest. I am not saying do not take your Sabbath. I'm not saying rest when you need, don't rest when you need it. This is very, please just take this with a grain of salt. Please understand that this is my experience and this is what helped me prioritize reading the Bible and spending time with God because at the end of the day, we were created for communion and connection and relationship with him. And so it is in our DNA to prioritize our father. And in my experience, when I have the hardest time prioritizing time with Jesus, it's normally because I'm putting something in the world above him. Or the enemy is trying to convince me that I don't need to study the Bible. I studied it last week, or I went to church last Sunday, so I don't need to study it on a Wednesday, or I went to Bible study group on Tuesday, and so I don't need to have my own individual time with him on Thursday. And that's just that's just a lie. So to summarize that, and just to make sure we are on the same page moving forward, I am not condemning anybody to anything. There is no condemnation here, and there's absolutely no condemnation in Christ. I just want to hopefully give you perspective and something to think about moving forward if you are wanting to make more time with the Lord. If you genuinely feel like you don't have time to study the word, I want you to start small. I want you to think of one thing a day that you can maybe put on the back burner and replace with a quick Bible study. And there are so many resources out there you can use. You can buy an actual physical book. You can get on the Bible app and join a Bible study, even with a friend. If you want to add me, I would love to do a Bible study with you on the Bible app. The Bible app also helps you just get into the word one verse a day, basically, um, one verse at a time. You can put the app, you can put your notifications on in the app and it'll send you the daily verse. And that's just one way that you can center your mind and your heart on um, scripture. So what is one thing you can kind of put on the back burner? For me, it was an extra 20 to 30 minutes of sleep. And I know that is not something people want to hear. But again, for me, I had to just rephrase basically the the script I was telling myself. And basically the script I was telling the Lord was, no, I would rather sleep in 
um, until seven instead of getting up at six or six thirty to spend time with you. And I know, I know that sounds so harsh, but when we're doing this every single day, when we're telling ourselves, no, I don't have time for the Lord. No, I don't have time to study the Bible. No, I don't have time to understand him more or have time to learn more about what Jesus did for me. All of a sudden, it's not just one day or a week. All of a sudden, we have not touched our Bibles in months and God forbid years. And let's just let's just think about for a second. Let's remind ourselves of why it's important to read the Bible. Let's start in Romans 10:17. It says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Plain and simple, we have to understand or at least acknowledge what the word says. We have to have some basic understanding of what the Bible is, who God is, what Jesus did for us, and we get that information through reading the Bible. So at minimum, if we can just find some time to read the Gospels, to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, for example, and just get a grasp on what Jesus did for us and why it was so important and how it basically changes the trajectory of our entire life. Once we choose to say, yes, I believe with my full heart that that happened for me. One of the most important revelations I think I've ever had is that when we know God, we trust him. And I know that sounds so simple, but as simple as it sounds, we really struggle with it. We wouldn't. Okay. If you're a parent or if you're a dog mom, because I feel this way too, if you're a parent and somebody kind-hearted, a kind, like a, a good Samaritan comes up to you and it's like, I want to babysit your child. Um, I'll do it for free. I just want to help you out. But you don't know this person, right? You're not going to trust them because you don't know them. Similarly, we need to understand and know God, the character of God in order to trust him. While it's important for us to get to a place of submission and repentance and humbleness um, in front of God, it's also important to know that he doesn't expect us to follow blindly. He wants us to choose. He wants us to choose to love him every single day, just as he loves us. So back to what I said before, we have to know him to trust him. And we know him by reading the Bible. It's kind of like if you think of your best friend and think about a moment when, or a time when you didn't know them that well, it's like if they came up to you and gave you a book all about themselves, like an autobiography. And you're like, here you go. This is everything about me. This is going to get you started before we actually start our personal relationship together. This is going to give you a good idea of who I am, what I'm about, and what I'm going to do in your life. God was so kind as to give us a written book to tell us exactly who he is. Everything in the Bible is God breathed and God inspired. So when we feel like we can't trust the people in our lives, when we feel like we're not even sure if we can trust ourselves, the Bible is there for us to rely on, lean on, and extract the truth from. Another hugely important thing to remember um, when we are deciding how to make time to read the Bible um, and we need to really understand why it's important, it's there so that we can use it in battle. The devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy our joy. He wants to create chaos in our lives, anxiety in our hearts, and he wants to mislead us into believing his lies. The word of God is our defense, and it's not only the defense against the devil. It is the defense against us 
following worldly ways, us following corrupt methods. It's a way to protect our hearts just as God has instructed us to do. The world is constantly sending us false messages about who we should be and what we should be doing. In Ephesians 6.14, Paul metaphorically speaks of the word of God as a belt of truth that helps us understand what is reliable and trustworthy as compared to what is false or a lie. And it's only through the word of God that we can discern truth from error. And that's also speaking to ourselves. We need to be able to discern what is good and what is not so great about us. We need to do some self-reflection and understand what is Christ-like and what is worldly. So I hope that gives you a understanding, a better understanding of just why it's important to read your Bible. Because I feel like if some people have grown up in church and you you grew up in Sunday school, and I'm not just making a general assumption, like I, I've heard this from people, I've heard this from um, my friends and some of my friends in the past and things, and they're like, I grew up reading the Bible and it was just so rigid. It was just a way to busy my time because I was in Sunday school, my parents were busy or whatever it is. Like we have to renew our sense of joy in reading the Bible. We have to have that personal understanding of why it's important to read the Bible, what God wants us to get from it that day. Um, and we have to understand that reading the Bible is not just something to check off of our daily to-do list. I know it feels that way sometimes. I know when life hits you right in the face that sometimes it's all you can do just to read a paragraph in the Bible. And it's more than enough when you are truly struggling, but it's also just a reminder, like a reminder to you that it, you can extract so much joy and happiness and wisdom from reading the Bible. And it doesn't have to be dry. It can be fun. It can be colorful. It can be life-giving and that is its purpose. I encourage you if you have not ever seen my TikTok account or you haven't seen my Instagram account to please follow me or at least just go check it out. You don't even have to follow me because I give practical Bible study tips and methods of um, color coding and ways that you can understand the Bible on a deeper level in a short amount of time if that's what you have. If all you have is five to 15 minutes, whatever it is, and all you need is just a quick word of God. If you don't have the Bible app, which I also encourage you to get, um, I have anywhere from 15 second videos to three minute videos on Bible study methods that hopefully work for everybody. The key there is what works for you. You don't have to Bible study like me. You don't have to Bible study like your sister. You don't have to Bible study like anybody else except the way that you feel like God is calling you to do it. And that is whatever way one gets you to Bible study and two helps you understand what you're reading. I also have a new Bible study journal on Amazon called Uncovered. There will be a link to it in the show notes below, but I wrote this book with you in mind. If you are struggling with finding time to read the Bible, I wrote this with that audience in mind because it's a simple breakdown of what you're reading in the Bible. It's writing down scripture. It's praying over the scripture. It's writing down what you feel like God is speaking to you through what you read that day. And it's it can be anywhere from five to 15 to 20 minutes, um, but it doesn't have to be super long, but I encourage you if you have been only Bible studying for five minutes for like years and years, try to push yourself a little bit, start to pray and ask the Holy spirit for perseverance, for focus so that you can tackle more of the Bible and really get into 
ways to help yourself make decisions, encourage people, encourage yourself, pray for people. The Bible has an answer for everything we need. So let's just do a quick recap, shall we? What is something that you can maybe put on the back burner, even if it's adding an extra five or 10 minutes of free time in your day to spend time with the Lord? And what purpose do you connect with the most? When I was talking about why we need to read the Bible, what do you need specifically in this season? Do you need um, help fighting against spiritual warfare? Do you need encouragement? Do you need to revitalize your prayer life? What is it that you need that will help you focus on your why that you're reading the Bible? Besides the fact that you are spending time with a Holy Father who loves you so, so much and absolutely deserves your time and attention. I also learned this really cool new phrase. I don't think it's a phrase, like a terminology this year. I read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and basically he talks about habit stacking. This is where you pick something you already do during your day. So let's say that you go to the gym the same time every day. I guess it doesn't have to be the same time, but anyway, you go to the gym every day, and instead of listening to worldly music, maybe music that isn't feeding your spirit, um, maybe while you work out, you put on a podcast that either is reading the word to you or is just a faith-based podcast like this one um, that can help you feel encouraged, inspired, closer to God. Um, it helps you understand the Lord better or it just makes you feel like you're not so alone in your walk with Christ. Another example is let's say you do the laundry the same time every week or the same time. Again, I don't know why I keep saying the same time. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same time every single day. That's not the point. The point is, is you pick a habit that you already do. It's going to the gym. It's doing your laundry. It's meal prepping, or um, maybe you take an hour out of your day every day to read your favorite book, or you walk the dog, you walk outside, whatever it is, we are going to spice up that habit by adding in a podcast, worship music. Again, maybe um, an audiobook would be nice. Um, something that is filling our spirit, fueling our fire to get to know Jesus, to get to know God, to get closer to him. I think this is a super practical way because it's not asking you to change. It's not asking you to give up anything. It's adding in something that is valuable into your daily routine. For example, when it's nice out, I love to take walks outside. I'll take my dog out with me. Um, instead of listening to secular music, I will either listen to worship music or I will listen to a podcast. Again, I'm not giving up my walk to sit on the couch and listen to a podcast. I am adding it to what I am already planning to do anyway. This also goes for commutes. If you have to drive to work or when you're driving to the grocery store, you can do the same thing, audiobook, music, a podcast, whatever it is that you want to do, just add it in. Don't think of it as a way of, oh my gosh, I have to give up this or I have to give up that. Number one, the Lord is worth giving up way more than just your time for. Second of all, you don't have to if you feel like you can't. Or maybe you do both. Maybe you do give up that extra hour of TV during your evening to Bible study with your kids or your husband while you also listen to an uh, inspirational faith-based podcast on your ride to work. 
The key is do what works best for you. However you feel like you can connect to the father the most without feeling like it's not sustainable. That is what you need to run toward. And lastly, after all of the tips that are hopefully helpful to you, I also just, I just want to close with reminding you that no matter what you decide to do, God is worth it. He's hearing your prayers. He's excited to spend time with you. And it's not a burden to spend time with your father at all. If you feel like you are in a place that you where you feel like it is a burden or it's just something else that you have to do during the day, I encourage you to pray into that hard because reading the word of God is life-giving, it's life-changing, and the excuses that you have that we have um the enemy is just going to use against you he's going to he's going to use those to keep you from reading the word from understanding the truth about yourself in the way that god has created you and don't forget that i as well as Many, many other people have incredible resources that can help you get into the word, help you know where to start, and encourage you to spend time with God every day. I will have resources posted in the show notes below, including my new Bible study journal and my social media. Thank you so much for choosing to spend time with me today. If you liked this episode, please consider leaving a rating and review of Candid Faith wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find my show and lets me know that Candid Faith is encouraging someone out there. Remember, every Friday there is a new episode of Candid Faith, so don't forget to like and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode.